It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. Good Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Excited to be in here as uh, as today is kind of a, I don't know about bittersweet, but I, I think it's a it's an interesting, a fun uh, day as it is the last early morning grind. Uh, again, it's not going away, it's just moving. Uh, the grind will go to the afternoon. Come Monday, uh, October the 19th. I think that's a song. Come Monday. That probably sounds a lot better than that. But anyway, the last Friday morning show. Uh, Pick Day Friday will still be in tow. But uh, again, want to make sure everyone's aware. If you're listening right now and you like what you hear, uh, again, it'll still be on the, the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, etc. every single day. Still be on SoundCloud every single day. Still be Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music every day. Uh, the difference is, is if you want to catch it live, if you want to call in, if you want to be a part of, of what we're doing here, uh, again, it will shift to the afternoon. No longer 6 to 7 a.m. Our airtime will be 5 to 6 p.m. every day, and then we'll re-air it for our third shift folks a little bit later in the night. Again, I, I'm really excited about that dynamic because there's no local programming at that time. So, again, if you want to hear about Tennessee, East Tennessee, etc., cetera, uh, this will be your one-stop shop uh, for that starting on Monday. But, but we ain't there yet. Uh, we're not to Monday yet, so we better grind it out here on a Friday morning. Uh, as, as we always do, it's pick day. We'll, we'll kind of cover what happened on Thursday uh, from the high school ranks. No college or pro football game last night, so it'll just be straight picks for those two groups. Uh, but we'll talk also about baseball, about uh, the Astros fending off elimination, and the Braves rebounding and showing why uh, they are where they are. So we'll talk about all of that as we run it down. But uh, last night, the uh, the stage was set for, for Major League Baseball and high school sports to have the platform. Last night in high school, uh, Knox Halls took on Knox Central, went to Knox Central, And yesterday on this show, I picked Central because back-to-back defending state champs at home, it seemed to be a no-brainer to me. Well, Knox Halls didn't listen, obviously, yesterday morning because they go into Knox Central and knock off the Bobcats 20-16. to That's a huge win for that program. It's a huge loss for Knox Central. And and quite frankly, the, the ground shook a little bit there in 5A as Knox Central falls to 6 and 2. Their previous loan loss uh, was to a really good, I think, I think a really good PAL team, and uh, and so you really kind of you put that on an asterisk. Yeah, they lost uh, thirty-four to eighteen to PAL, so a pretty good loss, but nonetheless a a, a, a one-two ranked team in the state. So Knox Halls comes in. That's a region loss for Knox Central, and uh, and they've got a big showdown next week uh, with South Doyle. That will be uh, on TV as well. Look at that. Uh, getting getting a lot of central 
if you look at that. Uh, Scott County went to Northview Academy and, and as I say, does not play good house guest as Scott County improves to 5-4 and four, as Northview Academy falls to 3-6, and six, a 28-12 win for the Highlanders of Scott County High School and, uh, and a big win for them as they, they plus 500 and knock Northview Academy down under the ranks of the, the, the midway point. Uh, that's a region game as well, so those have huge implications. Austin East traveled to Pigeon Forge, and uh, and Pigeon Forge sent them back just the way they came. This is one I actually got right. I think that's this is the first one that I actually picked right yesterday. Uh, Pigeon Forge thirty five, Austin East zero. Pigeon Forge improves to five and two, and Austin East falls to zero and nine. Pigeon Forge is kind of quietly under Coach Meadows, uh, carving out a, another really good looking season as their lone losses come to uh, Alcoa. And Gatlinburg-Pittman, I guess it's not a lone loss if there's two of them, but uh, Alcoa uh, did what Alcoa does. They they beat P- Pigeon Forge 42 to nothing, but Gatlinburg-Pittman was a shootout at GP 15 to 12. If you look at the rest of their scores, they're beating people by double digits in more, more than most cases. And after that GP loss, Northview Academy, Austin East, scoreless. Uh, they've outscored those two guys 70 to to nothing. They've got Kingston and Scott County to finish out the season. I think this is a I think this is a this is a, a seven win uh, football team. I'm trying to look and see why they only have nine games uh, on the schedule, but maybe one's missing here on Coach T. Uh, but I think this is a this is a seven and two football team as the schedule sits right here. And if they can get them a, a tenth game in there, uh, I, I like what Coach Meadows does. It's it's not necessarily always the flashiest thing. Uh, but it's steady as you go, and so um, he he has uh, success uh, doing just that. Uh, Sevier County went to Seymour uh, on Thursday night. Uh, they get a 42 to 35 victory over the Seymour Eagles. Seymour went in and battled at home as uh, as the Smoky Bears came across County, and uh, the Smoky Bears sit now at four and four, uh, and Seymour, like I said, falls to 0 and nine. Uh, again, 42-35, to 35, Sevier County wins. Um, that's a good win for the Smoky Bears, but uh, as, as many of the people that I know that, that follow that program, uh, this is a rebuilding, a retooling, and honestly a well-undersized Sevier County team uh, to what they're used to seeing. But a victory nonetheless on a Thursday night. Uh, the, the other uh, East Tennessee area game of interest, Knox Catholic hosted Baylor uh, on rivalry Thursday. And again, yesterday on this show, I did very little proper picking. I think I got two right. Knox Catholic uh, was the pick here. And, uh, you know, I really expected them to do some big things because they, even though their their record didn't look sterling, uh, there was opportunities because they played big schools for them to be a better football team at this point in the year. Uh, Baylor School comes in and says, you know what? It's not that you're bad. We're just a three points better 20 to 17 was the final on rivalry Thursday Baylor improves to four and two and Knox Catholic for the first time in a long time probably fall to two and four uh, again Knox Catholic uh, their lone wins uh, coming by way of Chucky Doke and West Green again both of those Green County schools so outside of Green County uh, they've yet to win a game but they have lost to Trinity Christian, the Texas school that had Deion Sanders as a coach, Macaulay, Brentwood Academy, and now Baylor. Uh, they will pay Brentwood, Father Ryan, and Innsworth to finish the season. 
And uh, let's just say I don't think it's going to be an easy road for those three games either. Uh, again, a tough slate uh, for Knox Catholic, but uh, that's uh, that's why you play them. That's why you get out there and uh, and get where you're at. The the big deal is is with that loss to Baylor, which that was a region opponent. Uh, they've only got two opportunities to even get a region win here in in 2020, and that's against Father Ryan and Ensworth. So uh, tough sledding for Catholic, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Baylor came across the way and uh, and take back a, a win. Uh, let's see that that is all of the football from from Thursday night. Uh, let's jump to Friday. Uh, a lot of games as Blunt County gets back in the swing of things. Uh, here on a on a Friday night, I know a lot of times last week Bradley Central was a Thursday game for the Rebels, and the Tornadoes, Mountaineers, and Governors were all off for fall break and for their bye week. But as we uh, as we grind it out, uh, a lot of games to be had, and and we're getting to the point in the season where this stuff really uh, this stuff really is. Uh, I I don't know. It's it's kind of grinding down uh, to where this stuff's really calling. Uh, for a lot of uh, impact. Uh, if you look at it, Farragut at Bearden, I, you know, F- Farragut's four and three, Bearden's two and five, but I would not rule out the Bulldogs. Uh, Bearden has played a very tough schedule. Uh, they've, they've lost to Bradley Central. They've lost to Maryville. They've lost to Dobbins Bennett. Uh, so, I mean, those, those are three of those five losses. And I would, I would argue that a lot of people's lost to those three teams. So, uh, I wouldn't count out Bearden in this matchup. I'm going to go with Farragut in a close one, but if the, if uh, if Coach Jen Lever and the Bulldogs uh, show me up, I'm okay with that. I'm going to go with Farragut in a close one though to improve to five and three. Claiborne six and one heads to Chucky Duck four and two. Uh, I'm just going to go with uh, with Claiborne County. They've only lost one football game, and I don't think this one's going to be another one. Uh, Cock County heads to Daniel Boone. Cock County's at two and five. Daniel Boone is three and four. I think it's going to be a good matchup, but I'm going to go with Daniel Boone uh, over Cock County. They've struggled at home, uh, so the road usually is a rougher test. Morristown West travels to Dobbins Bennett. Morristown West two and four. Dobbins Bennett seven and zero oh. at their home place. They're 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 tough anywhere, but at home just a little bit tougher. Give me Dobbins Bennett uh, over Morristown West. Granger County. Granger County hosts Sullivan Central. Uh, both teams with three wins. Sullivan Central has one more loss on their slate. Uh, Granger sits at three and three. I think at home, uh, Granger County gets it done. Give me the Grizzlies over Sullivan Central. Uh, Elizabethan at Greenville. This is normally what dictates this region. Uh, again, this is a very big conference game uh, for Elizabethan and Greenville. Elizabethan, the defending 4A state champs, 7 and 0. Greenville five and two. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cyclones on the road. You, it's it's hard at this point in the season to go against an undefeated, and Greenville is just not the uh, the level that they've been under under Kane Ballard or even the last few years under Dan Hammonds. Uh, this is just a different looking Greenville team, and it's the same old Elizabethan Cyclones. So give me uh, Elizabethan. Uh, Sullivan North at Happy Valley. We're gonna go with the the team that actually has a win. Happy Valley four and three. Sullivan Central or Sullivan North comes to this game zero and seven. Jefferson County heads to Hardin Valley. One of these teams, both teams at this rate, winless in twenty twenty. Jefferson County zero and eight. Hardin Valley zero and seven. Uh, one of these teams will get a win. 
one of these will continue and probably put themselves square in the face of a winless season. Uh, I'm going to go with Jefferson County. I'm going to go with Spencer Riley uh, and his group to go on the road, get one. Hardin Valley's been really rough uh, all season. Jefferson County has battled in a few games, just come up on the short end. So give me the Patriots over Hardin Valley. Uh, again, I I, uh, I like what Spencer Riley stands for, what he does, and, uh, again, his pedigree coming through uh, Jefferson County and the University of Tennessee. Uh, Volunteer High School heads to Morristown East, 2-5 and five Volunteer at 3-3 three and three Morristown East. Give me the Hurricanes at home to take down the Falcons. Uh, South Green 8-0 sees Hampton 6-0, two undefeated teams, uh, but give me the Rebels. Uh, South Green holding down the home front, in my opinion. Davy Crockett 5-2 heads to Tennessee High 5-2. They go to the Castle to take on the Vikings. Uh, give me Tennessee High uh, in a close one. Uh, Unicoi County heads to West Green. 3-3 three and three Unicoi goes to West Green 2-5. and five. The Buffaloes will be on the run. Give me the Blue Devils of Unicoi County High School uh, for the win. Anderson County High School hosts Chattanooga Central. Anderson County 5-2, Chattanooga Central 1-6. A region opponent, uh, give me the Mavericks of Anderson County. I think it'll take longer for the fireworks to go off before this one's decided, so uh, give me Anderson County. And as I click on something I shouldn't, oh, we got it back. Uh, Cleveland and McMinn County. McMinn County riding a 7-0 record. Cleveland sitting at 3-4. You know what? I think Cleveland's good enough to beat McMinn County, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Give me McMinn County to stay perfect and set up a showdown among undefeateds uh, when they take on the Red Rebels uh, here in just a few days. Uh, Hancock County at Cumberland Gap. Uh, Hancock County 0-6. Cumberland Gap 3-4. They host Hancock County, so give me Cumberland Gap. Uh, Greenback 1-6 host Harriman 2-6. Again, Greenback has struggled, I believe. Let me look at their schedule. I believe their lone win, yes, against Sunbright is a COVID win. They have yet to put four quarters of victory uh, together. Uh, They've actually given up two games to Lenore City and Coldfield due to COVID. So, again, looking to get back on the field and get on their winning track. Uh, I'm going to believe in them. I'm going to go with Greenback. Uh, Give me Greenback over Harriman uh, to right the ship here late in 2020. Alcoa will be at Kingston. 6-1 Alcoa, 5-1 Kingston. On paper, you're like, huh, pretty good game. No. Halftime, clock runs, it's Alcoa. Give me Alcoa until I pencil me in, write me in, print it on the paper. Give me Alcoa in 3A football from now till the cows come home. Udawa, uh, at Maryville, uh, three and four. Udawa travels to Maryville, seven and zero. Oh. If you look at Udawa's schedule, uh, you look at common opponents. Uh, they played William Blunt. They defeated William Blunt, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Maryville also defeated the Governors of William Blunt, forty-nine to seven. Bradley Central, the the most recent uh, Maryville victory. Uh, again, I struggle in 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 second half output or first half output. Had to come back in the second half. But nonetheless, Udawa loses 45-7. Maryville beats Bradley Central. So you kind of put that at that uh, that common opponent. Uh, that's really all the common opponents to this point that uh, the Red Rebels and the Owls have. 
but with that fact and the fact that uh, I'm just saying, I haven't seen a Red Rebel loss uh, since we've been calling the football game. So I'm not going to start now. Three and four, Ottawa goes to three and five after they visit Maryville and head back home with an extra loss. Maryville would improve to eight and zero oh, should that happen. Uh, William Blunt and Bradley Central lock it up. It's at William Blunt. So again, right over here on William Blunt Drive, Bradley Central, the Bradley Bears uh, will uh, will travel as they are five and two. They'll travel to three and four. William Blunt. I'll be honest. Last week uh, they took the Rebels to halftime with the lead. And, uh, and honestly, had limited Maryville to three offensive possession, forced two of those to end by turnover. Uh, I like Bradley Central. I think what they play there, with the brand of football they play, uh, will win against a lot, a lot of people. Uh, so give me Bradley Central over William Blunt. Uh, again, I like, I like that pick. Uh, scrolling down through here, uh, Fulton will take on Campbell County. That's a battle of two, three, and four football teams. Uh, I, I think I like Fulton. Uh, again, seeing some of the athleticism that they have, it's just a matter of putting it together. Give me the Falcons over Campbell County. Heritage, 2-5 and five on this 2020 season, goes to Carnes to take on the Beavers, who are 1-5. and five. Could it be? Could Heritage get to 3-5? and five? I say yes. Give me Heritage. Give me the Mountaineers on the road to go to Beaverland and knock off Carnes. Give me the Mountaineers. And then uh, looks like uh, if we want to get a little glimpse, if you're a Maryville fan, if you want to get a little glimpse of Oakland, uh, my TV 30 Friday Night Rivals Battle of the Borough, uh, we'll see Oakland at Riverdale. Riverdale, of course, the the place where uh, Coach Gary Rankin at Alcoa uh, coached previous, and uh, and of course Oakland, the perennial uh, run in with the Red Rebels in the semifinals of 6A football. Uh, but looks like that is all of the local area games. Uh, but again, kind of recap. I about said recrap. I don't. I don't know why I would have said that. But Heritage will take on Carnes. I pick the Mountaineers. Uh, William Blunt will take on Bradley Central. Will host Bradley Central. Unfortunately, I have to go with the Bradley Central Bears. Alcoa at Kingston. Alcoa. Alcoa. Can I say it again? Alcoa. And then the Maryville Red Rebels will host the Ottawa Owls. Again, got to ride with the Rebels. Uh, 7-0 looks to turn 8-0, and and I see it happening. So, again, that's the, the Blunt County connection. And, uh, again, Greenback on the, on the side note, uh, Greenback looking to get in the win column on the football field as their lone win comes by way of COVID victory. But uh, Greenback looking to rebuild, retool, and get back to their winning ways. But hey, let's uh, let's take our first break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about college football, talk about Saban coaching from a from a screen and then uh, talk about how this is going to roll out as we move into scary time weekend as Alabama and Georgia locking horns for the first time in a while. So we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to the Grind 100.9 FM. 8.50 a.m. and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. 
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Let me start by saying thanks to the listeners of Blount County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports' morning show, The Grind. Have you been asking yourself if 2020 is ever going to come to an end, if the changes will ever get back to normal? Well, actually, 2020 is going to change one more time here at WKVL. Coming October the 19th, The Grind Sports Morning Show will move to the afternoon. Six to seven will no longer be the start time. We will shift to the afternoon grind, five to six p.m on your afternoon commute home we'll talk hot topics here in blunt county we'll talk big orange sports tennessee sports and also hot topics fresh off the press each and every day again no more six to seven as we shift to the afternoon five to six p.m will be the new grind five to six p.m and we will re-air it 10 to 11 p.m so again coming october 19th five to six p.m the grind goes to the afternoons and we look forward to grinding it out with you on the way home so check it out you don't want to miss it the grind 5 to 6 p.m starting october the 19th 
Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as timeout protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online the grind on that's the grind on we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion this is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we uh, said college football on the backside, uh, we're going to stay to baseball. <laughs> we're going to go to the uh, American League Championship Series, National League Championship Series, and talk a little bit of baseball before we get to football as we can stay there uh, the remainder of the show. Again, college football, NFL uh, with not a full slate of games, as several have been delayed, postponed, or moved based around COVID, but there are uh, games to be watched. There are very uh, games with high implications to be played, uh, i.e. Alabama-Georgia, and uh, and I think there's uh, definitely some games to be watched. Those big orange uh, men will host the, the Blue Cats of uh, Kentucky, and we'll, uh, we'll see how that shakes out as well. All that to come on the back half of the show. But, again, if you heard during the break, uh, again, I want to say it at every, every every option, the Grind Morning Show, uh, this is the final day of the morning 6 to 7 
uh, broadcast. Uh, the, the show will not cease to exist. We are moving. Uh, we're going to move to 5 to 6 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, again, just an opportunity that we couldn't turn down to stay stay more daytime. Again, evening drive time, uh, just an opportunity that we, we wanted to take advantage of. So, again, no more 6 to 7. 5 to 6 p.m. will be the new grind, and it will start on Monday, October the 19th. So, again, uh, just just two, three short days from here, uh, we'll be grinding in the afternoon. So, if you if you check in Monday at this time, uh, you'll be hearing the Sports Map Radio Network. So, uh, again, switch gears, uh, catch us on your way home, and uh, and and hopefully uh, we're going to have an opportunity to be a little bit more hot topic as the day has delivered uh, each and every day. But you know, baseball is a thing that uh, I'll be quite honest with you. Me personally, as a fan, and again, that's what we drive here is from a fan's perspective. Baseball's tough for me to handle for the whole season. Because it's like there's a blue million games. There's literally the best team in baseball lost 17 games this season. And I'm sitting here going, are they really all important if you can lose 17 of them? So anyway, I say all that to say 2020 has rejuvenated my baseball fandom. And and the reason I say that is because 60 games pushed an opportunity for everything to mean something. It pushed an opportunity for this thing to, to kind of – play like football really I mean you just had I mean you had 60 days you had basically eight weeks to where this thing is crammed in there you got to be good now there's no building there's no trading there's just get it and I loved it I loved it I hate the circumstances that got us there but I love what what it gave us as far as baseball and then as the postseason came uh, maybe it was just what the doctor ordered. A, a lot of these teams are were, were good preseason. Everybody picked a lot of this stuff to, to happen. Uh, I'll say they didn't expect the, the defending World Series champ not to make the postseason, but that, that did happen. Uh, but the Dodgers picked to be very good this season. Uh, the Yankees picked to be very good this season, got knocked out in the divisional round. And, and so ultimately, I don't think it affected the end product. I think what we're sitting with here, Tampa Bay – Houston, LA Dodgers, and the Braves. I think that's that's you know four of the you know maybe six best teams in the league preseason. So I mean, you know I, I don't think we're we're very far off. Tampa Bay has been a great feel good story, forty and twenty in the sixty game skid, and then ultimately uh, has powered their way uh, to on the brink of a World Series appearance. Uh, again, Tampa Bay has been there before. Uh, again, but have a lot of horses uh, to be very successful uh, there. And then, of course, the Braves-Dodgers, uh, those are two uh, machines when it comes to the plate, and uh, and, and really uh, they've began to show that here in the, the NLCS. But the early game yesterday was Tampa Bay uh, at the Astros, but again, uh, asterisks on that as the game is being played in San, in San Diego. Uh, it kind of bubbled up, if you will, and Houston was designated as the home team. Well, you know, the game is, is going, just going right along, and this thing has to go to extra innings. 3-3 three, three is where they where they push this thing, and uh, and ultimately, uh, when it comes down to it, bottom of, oh, no, it didn't go. It went nine. That's right. That's right. I was afraid it was going to cut into the next game because I didn't, I don't have picture in a picture, so I was like, oh, no. But Houston, bottom of the ninth, them being the home team, they get last bat, and, um, Unless they just knock a home run. I mean, it's just it was one of those deals where uh, 
he walked up, he teed up, and he got it out of there. Uh, really uh, just one of those uh, not much you can do about it. You, you know, uh, it, it was <laughs> it was Correa, uh, you, you know, in the ninth inning off Anderson, um, just said, see you, bye, uh, welcome to game six. Because uh, here's the thing, the Astros are they're, – they're not a team that, that is uh, – is as untouchable as they were a few years ago, which it's amazing how untouchable you can be when you hit trash cans. But I digress. But Houston is a very good baseball team. They're fundamentally sound. I think they make good decisions most of the time. Uh, honestly, uh, this side of a probably a, a, a too-late pitching change, and this thing may be the other way. Houston may have the 3-2 lead going to game six. But nonetheless, Tampa has the 3-2 lead, has had the opportunity – two nights in a row to send the Astros home and have yet to do it. Here's the thing. I'm still going to pick the Rays to do it tonight just because I think they're that much better of a ball club. But the problem is, is if this thing evens up, if this thing gets the 3-3 tonight, if Dusty Baker and the Trastros get this thing even tonight, momentum has taken over and Mo will be with the Houston Astros. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Rays tonight. Uh, it looks like I'm trying to see who they're going to pitch tonight. Uh, looks like the Rays are going to roll out Pre- – or no, that's that's who won last night. Presley won last night, and then Anderson took the loss. But um, I'm going to go uh, – Astros is going to throw Framber Valdez, uh, and then Blake Snell will be Tampa Bay's uh, pitcher tonight. Uh is Valdez, uh, 3.0 ERA. Uh, Blake Snell, 1-0, 1.8 ERA. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going with the race. Uh, They're they're slotted as the home team. They're favored by nearly a run and a half. Uh, Over and under is eight. I don't think it's a blowout win. I I think it's maybe a 4-2 Rays victory. 6.07 first pitch, Eastern time. Again, playing from Petco Park in San Diego, California, a cool 66 degrees there at uh, at game time. Uh, again, ALCS game number um, game number six, and um, Astros gaining momentum. Uh, I, I would watch this game uh, with anticipation for Astros to pull out all the stops. Uh, again, Dusty Baker has nothing to lose, and he wouldn't he wouldn't change his way of coaching if even if he did. So uh, that's just where that sits. But but last night's nightcap. Uh, gave the Braves fans uh, something to be happy about, as the the Dodgers really uh, put up 15 runs in three innings in in the in the game uh, game three debacle. Uh, really, 2-0 Braves lead. Game three comes in, and and in the top of the first inning, uh, the Dodgers says we're still here. Puts on 11, and then finally finishes up 15 to three victory uh, there on uh, on Wednesday night. But that couldn't be any farther in the rearview mirror as uh, Braves snap and clear come into game four and uh, and say, we're still the Braves. We still know how to hit the baseball, and we're going to put some runs on you. Uh, last night, 14 hits crossed 10 runners across the plate. No errors, forced two errors for the Dodgers in a 10-2 Braves victory. Braves now have a commanding 3-1 lead after knocking down Clayton Kershaw, a guy that the I thought the announcers did a did a uh, they they did a heavy job of trying to make sure everybody knew that he was a Hall of Famer 
and that he was he was a great and a multi-time Cy Young winner. And and you know, arguably, there was at times he he may be one of the best regular season um, pitchers in baseball history. Uh, he he really is something something special uh, when he's on. The problem is, is when he's off is when it matters the most. Postseason, uh, he's not had the best of postseason records. Uh, but yet last night you just saw a disjointed Dodgers team. You saw a, a Dodgers team that let momentum shift them the wrong way. Uh, they really they got up, they got high on themselves after that game game three victory. We're still the Dodgers, and they came in really. I I think thinking. Uh, that this was just, uh, you know, this was just going to be small ball. Uh, let's get them in tight games, and then the Dodgers can win because we're the Dodgers. Well, Bryce Wilson didn't understand that. Bryce Wilson, a big kid, a young kid, uh, come in, and, and, and honestly, I think Snicker wanted him to get about three innings, four innings, and, and be done with it. Uh, Bryce Wilson, I think, gave him six and a third, and, uh, and really uh, a strong night of pitching that really put down the foundation uh, for uh, those Bravos to get it done and, and an erupting sixth inning to where the Braves put on six big runs to gap this thing uh, really made all the difference. Mookie Betts uh, gets on early uh, and then fin- and then just sputters out. Nothing comes from that. Turner with two hits on the night. Uh, Rios, one hit on the night. And that's it. That's it. Two runs or two scores on three hits that's all the Dodgers could muster you look down the the Braves lineup it's a it's a it's a hit fest you might as well call the cops because a hit man was on uh, Acuna Jr two hits on four at bats Freeman with two big hits Ozuna four out of five and had a big nice home run uh, that really put some guys across the plate four RBIs on the night for Ozuna uh, two hits on four at bats for Albies uh, Swanson got on late uh, Riley got on Camargo got on, and uh, Pache all had their way uh, with this Dodgers pitching crew. Again, Clayton Kershaw, uh, you know, kind of led the the charge of the eruption. Uh, they make the pitching change, and the relief uh, didn't get much better. Again, a big-time sixth inning that took multiple pitchers for the Dodgers to get out of, and, uh, and, and the Braves now sit uh, one game away from a World Series appearance. Would be their first World Series appearance since 1999. Uh, Not trying to jinx them, but again, a 3-1 lead is commanding. That's why there's only been just a handful of teams that's ever come back from it. But a 10-2 Braves win uh, set up a Friday night matchup to where the Bravos uh, will will play a road team there in Arlington, Texas, and take on uh, the Dodgers in an elimination Game number five. I'll be honest with you. I'm there's more than one reason why I'm not a betting man, but if you'd have told me the Braves could eliminate the Dodgers in the fifth game of the series, I would have put the house on it. Jock Peterson, uh, all those bats, all those all that pitching, all the different things that they do at the plate, Bellinger, Seeger, uh, all these players, I, I, I would have I would have went against that holistically. I would have said six or seven, and I couldn't have probably given you who I thought was going to win. Just to be honest with you, uh, and not and that's not a knock on the Braves. That's a prop to the Dodgers. Uh, greatest record in in baseball through sixty games, and to this point had had a very strong postseason appearance. But that's uh, that speaks to the Braves, uh, what they've been able to do defensively, and then what they've been able to do 
offensively, really putting up the runs uh, to separate this thing out. Globe Life Field will play host to game number five. Again, Dustin May will be the Dodgers starter. This will be his first uh, NLCS start. Uh, again, he's been pretty good in the postseason. The Braves, as are, they're undecided, and, and I'm nervous uh, as to why that would be. To me, you're going to roll out your, your ace. You're going to roll out probably Freed. Uh, I think you've got – it'd be on three days rest, but I think you've got to do it. you got to put him in that position to get you, get you where you need to be because, again, with the battles that are the Astros-Rays, uh, if you can get this thing closed out, you can rest – rest up before the series would start. I think they want to start this series uh, next week. So uh, that that's kind of where baseball sits. But if a recap, if I'm sitting here, uh, give me the Rays tonight, give me the Braves tonight, because uh, I really think the Braves need to shut it down tonight. Uh, you can't let the Dodgers get too much momentum. Uh, not that a 3-2 doesn't, doesn't put them still square in the driver's seat, but uh, if you eliminate the Dodgers between momentum, between health, between wheels or, or tread left on the tires, uh, that puts you in a great position uh, for a World Series run uh, that, that, again, this century has not seen. So, again, give me Rays, give me Braves in what is hoping uh, to be a big-time night uh, for Major League Baseball. But, hey, let's take our second and last break of the night or of the morning as as we uh, as we kind of grind it out here on our last Friday edition before we go to the afternoons but uh, when we when we come back I promise college football NFL is what we'll talk about we'll do so on the flip you're listening to the grind 100.9 FM 850 AM and streaming at wkvl.com we'll be back you don't want to miss it Considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville. 
a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Let me start by saying thanks to the listeners of Blount County Zone, Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports' morning show, The Grind. Have you been asking yourself if 2020 is ever going to come to an end, if the changes will ever get back to normal? Well, actually, 2020 is going to change one more time here at WKVL. Coming October the 19th, The Grind Sports Morning Show will move to the afternoon. Six to seven will no longer be the start time we will shift to the afternoon grind 5 to 6 p.m on your afternoon commute home we'll talk hot topics here in blunt county we'll talk big orange sports tennessee sports and also hot topics fresh off the press each and every day again no more six to seven as we shift to the afternoon 5 to 6 p.m will be the new grind 5 to 6 p.m and we will re-air it 10 to 11 p.m so again coming october 19 5 to 6 p.m the grind goes to the afternoons and we look forward to grinding it out with you on the way home so check it out you don't want to miss it the grind 5 to 6 p.m starting october the 19th El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com hi i'm bob ramsey and i am running for re-election to represent district 20 in the tennessee state legislature It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind. 
on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Again, as spoken at the break, this will be our final segment of our final morning show as The Grind moves to afternoon starting Monday, October the 19th. Again, October uh, 19th will shift gears, but the, the, the programming will stay the same as we will still be Sports Radio Fans Perspective We'll still be the grind. We'll just catch you on your ride home versus your ride in. So, again, starting Monday, 5 to 6 p.m. But this uh, this week in college football has been anything uh, but normal as uh, Alabama is going to be coachless. Uh, not really coachless, but uh, Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID. Uh, again, LSU-Florida game has been postponed till December. Vandy-Missouri game has been postponed till December. And so – Ultimately, uh, this is going to be a different looking week number seven than we necessarily had in mind. Uh, Wednesday night was the kickoff of this very week. Coastal Carolina defeated Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana was the number 21 team in the country. Not sure they were, but uh, they were listed as such. Coastal Carolina knocked them off 30-27. to Coastal Carolina now 4-0, 2-0 in their Sun Belt Conference. And Louisiana 3-1. That lone loss coming in conference play to those Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Uh, the, the week will start again here tonight, October 16th. We'll see number 17th ranked SMU taking on Tulane. SMU is 4-0, 1-0 in conference play. Tulane in that very same American conference, 2-2, 0-2 in conference play. The line is SMU or SMU uh, by, by 6.5. Over and under 64, it will be played in New Orleans. I got to go with SMU. I think at 4-0, 1-0 in conference, that uh, quickly shifts to 2-0 in conference and 5-0 in the win column. Uh, SMU, Shane Buscelli, uh, he has thrown for uh, 1,326 yards, 10 touchdowns in four games. Uh, I like that dynamic. Uh, BYU will be the nightcap tonight, number 14 BYU. Brigham Young University will will go to Houston uh, to take on the Cougars. And, uh, again, at TDECU Stadium in Houston, I'm pretty sure that's a credit union, uh, in Houston, Texas, will play host to BYU-Houston. BYU, a five-point favorite on the road. I went with uh, BYU, and uh, I wouldn't change it now because, again, I like their quarterback play. I like their consistency. And, and quite frankly, I like how, how excited their coach gets uh, when they do very good things. Zach Wilson, their quarterback, 82 uh, completions on 101 attempts, 1,241 yards, eight touchdowns on the season. Uh, their leading rusher, near 400 yards and four touchdowns in four games. And, uh, and Gunnar Romney, uh, their leading receiver, 453 yards, two touchdowns on 20 catches. So they will spread it and will uh, gap the Houston Cougars. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. That's who I picked. That's who I'm going to stay with. So, again, uh, BYU the favorite. BYU my pick. Uh, the the kind of games as of Saturday, Kentucky will head to Tennessee. 
Uh, they'll be in Knoxville, a noon start time for the Wildcats versus the Volunteers. And Kentucky's 1-2 and two on the season, 1-2 and two in conference play. As that will be the, the kind of normal. It will match because only a conference-only schedule. Tennessee in this game coming off of a loss to Georgia, the number three ranked team in the country, in a halftime leading performance. Uh, second half went well well south of what Tennessee fans expected, probably what Tennessee coaching staff and players expected. Uh, but nonetheless, Tennessee cannot sit on that Georgia game. Uh, they've got the Wildcats to deal with. Tennessee in this game favored by six, the over and under 46. Uh, Jared Garantano looks to get the start. Terry Wilson will be at the controls for the Wildcats. Uh, Terry Wilson, also the Wildcats' leading rusher, as he's carried it 48 times, 221 yards and three touchdowns. We'll be interested to see if that Vol defense can keep him contained. I think that'll be a key to the game. Josh Palmer, who has 227 receiving yards, three touchdowns on 14 catches. He's a big play machine. And uh, and Brandon Johnson, uh, Cedric or yeah, Cedric Tillman, and all those guys uh, have to have big games. I think I think to get the the nerve settled down to to not try to push Garantano out into the road, if you will. Uh, I think you'll see a heavy dose of Eric Gray, Ty Chandler to start this thing off as they want to prove that that offensive line that only uh, was able to muster negative one rushing yards a week ago. Uh, that they can get more done here this weekend. Tennessee, again, favored by six. I go with the Vols. Um, I think Tennessee, uh, I, I think I put on, I think I've put on score predictions uh, 28-17. I'll kind of stick with that. Tennessee by 11. And so, again, of course, I say Tennessee will cover. Uh, Clemson, number one team in the country, 4-0, 3-0 in conference play, goes to Georgia Tech, goes to Atlanta, Bobby Dodd Stadium to take on the Rambling Wreck. Clemson favored by 27 uh, in this game. I'm not sure that they cover that. Again, just the way uh, you're playing with, uh, you know, the possibility of needing to see other players. I think they're getting guys more in earlier, uh, maybe holding a 20-point lead instead of blowing somebody out. But Trevor Lawrence has been special, 10 touchdowns, nearly uh, 1,200 yards passing, uh, pretty efficient at that passing game. Amari Rogers, Travis Etienne, uh, leading the way at the skill position for the Tigers, uh, but I think I think the Tigers are too much for the Ramblin' Wreck. Give me Clemson uh, to win this football game. Pittsburgh at Miami. Miami favored by nearly two touchdowns at home. Uh, I, you know, I think this is a trap game for Miami if they can have that. I don't know that they're good enough to have a trap game, but if they do, this is one at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. I think Kenny Pickett and Pitts, the Pittsburgh Panthers put a scare in Miami. I pick Miami to win. But I put Pittsburgh to cover. I don't know why, but that just makes the it, it makes the feels hit. So I'm gonna go with that. Number 15 Auburn at South Carolina again played in Columbia, South Carolina, Williams Bryce Stadium. Auburn favored by three and a half. Colin Hill still the lead, uh, the head man for South Carolina. Kevin Harris and Sha Smith uh, at the skill positions. Uh, I I like Auburn in this matchup. I honestly like them to cover. I I think they're quite a bit better uh, than South Carolina. I think in the rain uh, they got exposed a little bit, uh, but I think it's going to be sunny in 67, according to AccuWeather there at Williams-Brice Stadium. So give me Auburn. uh, Give me Auburn pretty comfortable, pretty comfortable. Uh, Texas A&M, Mississippi State played at Davis-Wade Stadium, Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, 
Mike Leach, after beating LSU, the defending national champion, week number one, yet to get another win, yet to win at home, yet to win in Stark Stark Vegas. Uh, K.J. Costello hopes to change that. Texas A&M's favored by five. I'm going with Mississippi State. I don't know why. The Pirate is – I like him. Uh, He's crazy. He's not really the the most uh, fun interview, but you know what? Uh, Well, he may be one of the more fun interviews. But Mississippi State, uh, Jimbo Fisher's got a lot of things to deal with, and one thing he hasn't dealt with much is a pirate, and I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Uh, Georgia at Alabama. I don't want to leave that one out as uh, that's a huge game on the docket for this week. Played at Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, Tuscaloosa. Alabama favored by four and a half, and I wonder – I didn't catch the line earlier in the week. I wonder if that shrunk when Saban – tested positive Saban is 21 and 0 against his former assistants again that's with him on the sideline so uh I think there would be a heavy asterisk should Georgia win this weekend based around the fact that that uh that Saban's not going to be there uh there's been discussion about how Saban could coach via technology I don't know that he can do that uh there's supposedly rules against that so uh, we'll see how much pull Saban has how much he can get done and how he uh, affects this football game. But Georgia coming in with a full head of steam, I think that defense is going to do a lot uh, to push the envelope. And had had Alabama not struggled with Ole Miss a week ago, I would have picked Georgia. Honestly, if the if the line was, was less than four and a half, I probably still picked Georgia. But here's my thing. I think this game is going to be extremely close. I think this game is going to be tight late. But I think Najee Harris, I think just the consistency, just the ground and pound and then dump it over the top. I think Mac Jones is smart enough. He's literally uh, 66 of 83 on the season, 1,100 yards. He's amazingly efficient. Uh, Najee Harris, 350 yards, 10 touchdowns. And then Jalen Waddell, 400 yards. 19 catches, three touchdowns. I think he actually has two touchdowns in this game. Give me Alabama over Georgia. And again, because they're playing for Nick Saban and not because of Nick Saban, uh, I think they win this football game. They they got exposed a week ago, and they're going to clean some things up. Nothing That might as well have been a loss. Nothing's tougher uh, than a Nick Saban team coming off of a bad game. Uh, postponed games uh, to be mentioned, Oklahoma State-Baylor postponed, Cincinnati-Tulsa postponed, and LSU-Florida postponed. Uh, I, I believe Vandy-Missouri uh, was postponed, but they are they are basically moving it to a common bye week, so that's why it's not listed as postponed. But, uh, but nonetheless, that's the slate of games to be had today. Again, the Vols host the Kentucky Wildcats twice in my life. Have I seen the Wildcats upset the Volunteers uh, both times in Kentucky? Uh, I'm not interested in seeing it in Knoxville. Uh, I think Kentucky comes in a little little undermanned than what they've been in previous years. I think defensively they're still going to be pretty good, but uh, I, I think it's a tale of two quarterbacks. Terry Wilson, Jared Garantano both have the tools to be very good, but unfortunately they normally don't have the consistency uh, to be very good. So I think that's going to be the tale of the tape. I think that's going to be what differentiates this matchup. And I think Cavassier Smoke versus Ty Chandler and Eric Gray is a matchup to watch. But I think uh, playing angry is an understatement. 
I think Tennessee's offensive line looks to prove a point tomorrow. I hope they do in a game against a what I would say is a less populated Wildcat team. But let's go Vols, let's go Rebels, let's go Tornadoes, let's go Mountaineers, and let's go Governors as we hit it for the weekend. But again, Monday, 5 p.m. will be the new grind. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.